Okay, welcome to episode number three. Today we're talking about the first choice you have to make if you're gonna show up for your life in ways that matter and create the results you want. Let's get started. You're listening to the Show Up Podcast. I'm your host, Gentry Lesby, and I'm here to help you show up for your life, your business, and most importantly, yourself. And yes, even when you don't feel like it. My friends, your life matters. Your ideas matter. And it's time to make an impact with both. Are you ready to get started? Okay. In episode one, I shared a little bit about my journey and my life story about how I ended up where I am today. Part of that was moving to California to pursue my dreams and my big passion that I had in life, and that all fell apart, and I ended up moving back into my parents' basement, which was just humiliating and so embarrassing, and I felt like such a failure. But what ended up happening was this was a pattern that continued a couple times. So I moved into my parents' basement, and I think it was maybe a year later, I moved into a house with a bunch of friends, And then a year or so after that, I moved back into my parents' basement. And then eventually I got an opportunity to move out. And so I moved out for another year, but that didn't work out. And I ended up back in my parents' basement. This whole moving back into my parents' basement and moving out, I'm well-versed in, unfortunately. Not something I'm super proud of. I did, however, finally get to this point where I knew it was time to go. And it was time to go for good. I had made a decision, this is it. I'm leaving my parents' basement and I am never coming back. Now, I love my parents. I have an incredible relationship with them. It's not what it was about. It was about me learning to show up for my life and not live in my parents' basement anymore. So here's what I did. I moved into my aunt and uncle's guest room. Woohoo! big change, right? Literally. I moved into their guest room, and the funny thing is, they lived right down the street from my parents. So I moved from out of my parents' basement <laughs> into my aunt and uncle's guest room, but you know what? It's exactly what I needed. I made the choice, I took action, and it worked. About three months after that, I decided I'm buying a house. I had never bought a house before, and I wanted to buy a house in a nearby city, And I didn't really know the city. I didn't really have any reason to buy a house in the city, except that I could afford the homes there. So I made the decision to buy a house. And within 30 days, I found the house, made an offer, and had the keys. Okay, it was just a crazy process for me. The house itself was a total fixer-upper, which was also part of the reason I could actually afford buying this house. And the funny thing is, The house kind of became a metaphor for my life. As I was fixing up the house, I was also fixing myself. As I was working on the house, I was working on myself. So this house was a metaphor for my life. And my poor roommates, man, I mean, they were incredibly patient. There would be days they'd come home and I would have taken out a wall or I ripped up carpet or whatever. It was just a total mess. But I was working on the house and I was working on myself. Okay, why this story? Well, something happened as all of this went down. I was suddenly responsible for something outside of myself. There was an external factor that radically started to change me internally. A house is a big responsibility, right? And I was young. I had never owned a home before. I had no idea what I was doing. And 
you can't just up and walk away from it whenever you want to, right? Like it takes effort. If you're going to sell your home, there's work to be done. It takes time. And, and there were so many times where I wanted to walk away from this house. I was done with the responsibility of it. And I felt that way about myself as well. I was just done with self-improvement. I was done with trying to be a better person. I just couldn't do it anymore. But this house just wouldn't let go of its hold on me. I tried. I tried many times to walk away. I wanted to move back to California. At one point, I wanted to move to Texas. I just wanted to move anywhere but where I was. And I felt that way about myself. I just wanted to get as far away from myself sometimes as I could. But we can't do that, right? And so this house literally forced me to stay put, to stand my ground, and to just to keep working on it and keep working on myself. I'm telling you guys, I tried. I put the house on the market once. It was on the market for six months six months and I didn't have a single person look at it. Okay. Obviously I was meant to stay there and keep growing in the process of buying this home and fixing it up and starting to work on myself. I really started to understand responsibility on a whole other level. You know, there are the tangible things that I was responsible for, like the house, but then there were the less tangible, more internal things that I was responsible for. And I couldn't escape those either. (laughs) There was work to be done inside of me and I could choose to ignore it or I could choose to accept it 100%, which is what I did. So what am I talking about then? What is this one choice we have to make that's going to change everything? That's a big promise. What are you actually choosing? All right, well, I'm going to tell you the choice and then I'll talk about the two specific areas that it affects. I think there are a lot more, but these are the areas that I see people get stuck on. Here's the choice. You have to choose whether or not you are going to take radical responsibility for your entire existence. Now, some of you may be out there listening, thinking, seriously, that's it. That's this big choice we have to make to change everything. Yes. It sounds simple. Maybe it sounds simple. Maybe some of you are like, oh, Lord, no, take me out of here. But I'm going to break down what it actually means. Okay, so the first part of taking radical responsibility is taking that for your external existence. And this is all about the way you respond to what's happening around you. Those external circumstances, both the ones that other people create and the ones that you create. Listen, you're taking responsibility for all of it, right? So you're taking responsibility for the good things and the bad things. This is the first area that people get stuck when it comes to taking this radical responsibility for your entire existence that I'm talking about. Why? Why do we get stuck here? We get stuck here because it's a lot easier to play the victim. It's real easy to look around at all the situations, all the people around you, and in essence, remove yourself from any responsibility in it. 
and play the role of the victim. It's easier. It's easier to not choose radical responsibility for all the things happening around you that other people create and those things happening around you that you create. And some of you might be thinking, oh, I don't, I don't play the victim. I am not a victim. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you what that looks like. Victimhood is blaming other people. This wouldn't have happened if so-and-so did this. If Johnny just did this, then this wouldn't have happened. That's blame. Have you ever blamed anyone? Victimhood is accusing other people. He did this to me. She hurt my feelings. Um, Have you ever accused anyone before? Victimhood is judging other people. You know, we say things like, they have it so easy, no wonder it worked out for them, and it's not working out for me, and whatever. Have you ever judged anyone? This is all victimhood. This is playing the role of victim. It is when you knowingly or many times unknowingly give yourself permission to put all of your problems, all of your pain, all of your grief, all of your anxiety, your depression, all of your challenges on to someone else. That is the exact opposite of responsibility. And when you choose to take radical responsibility for your entire external experience, you can't play the victim anymore because you have to accept by nature of choosing this, you have to accept that you are responsible for the way you react, the way you respond for every behavior and on and on and on the list goes. There's this quote that my family members have said for years, which is, your response is your responsibility. It's a great, simple statement, but man, it's powerful. So whether or not you choose to accept this level of radical responsibility, it is the first choice you have to make. Whether or not you choose it doesn't affect what happens, but it will affect your quality of life. Because when you don't choose responsibility, you're going to spend your life fighting it. And you're going to put all of your energy into resisting it. And you're not going to have energy to actually live a powerful life. Some people are probably wondering, okay, but how do we actually take radical responsibility for our external existence? One of the best practices you can get into is learning to separate the circumstance, that situation, which is what happened around you from how you respond to it. You see, those are two different things. There's what happened, there's how you respond. If you don't start here, you really can't get to radical responsibility because you'll always be merging those two things and they're just not. What happens is not the same as how you respond. I have met survivor of horrible acts done against them who have lived incredible, full, wonderful lives because they have chosen to take responsibility for how they responded to what happened to them. They've separated what happened with how they're responding. But I've also met survivors of horrible things who continue to experience suffering long after the actual situation happened because they never moved out of victimhood. They let that external circumstance take responsibility for everything. And in doing so, they couldn't get past the suffering. So start there. Start with paying attention to how you're responding to what's happening around you. You can't always change it. You can't always change what happened. But 
you can change how you respond to it. Okay, so the second area of radical responsibility is taking that responsibility for your internal existence. And what I mean by that is your mindset, your thoughts, the way you're talking to yourself, your limiting beliefs, which you probably maybe don't even know you have, the story you're telling yourself, all of it. That's all part of your internal existence. You see, a lot of people don't actually question what's happening inside of their mind. They think the thoughts that they have are just the ultimate truth. There's zero responsibility taken for their thinking. And when we aren't taking responsibility for our thinking, we end up saying things like, well, I'm just speaking my truth because we're taking whatever's happening inside of us as the ultimate truth. And quite honestly, I cannot stand when people say, just speak your truth. It, it just drives me crazy. And in fact, I'm probably going to do an entire episode on that one phrase because people are just completely missing the point when they use that. But anyway, I digress. People are not thinking about what they're thinking about. And a lot of times it's because you just don't even know it's possible. And when you don't know it's possible, how can you take responsibility for it? But here's the deal. I'm telling you now that you can think about what you're thinking about. And so now you have the choice to take responsibility for it. And I get it. This is not a simple concept. It's taken me years of practice and diligence to get to a place where I can actually observe my thinking and then through that observation decide if what I'm thinking is serving me or if what I'm thinking is harming me. You have to begin to look at yourself as the observer of your thoughts, not the thinker of your thoughts. I'll say that again. You have to begin looking at yourself as the observer of your thoughts, the one watching them, not the thinker, not the one thinking them. The way this works for me oftentimes is I picture my mind, which in my little visualization ends up looking like my brain or a cartoon version of my brain. And then I see myself watching my mind and watching the thoughts come into it. So I'm the observer of my thoughts. Technically, I'm observing myself, observing myself. It's like, um, it's like inception for your mind. But that's what works for me. That's how I can start to think about what I'm thinking about. I can literally just kind of step outside of myself and start observing my thoughts. I've done it for so long now that I can quickly separate myself from my thoughts and decide, is this serving me? Which means I'm going to allow it. Or is this hurting me? Is this harming me? Which means I'm going to allow it to leave. It's a deep topic and mindset work will be a big part of this podcast moving forward. I think what I really want you to understand today though, right now, is that you are responsible for your internal existence, which means you get to choose what you think about and then how you respond and react to those thoughts. When you don't know this, you can't take responsibility for it, but you know it now. So now you have to choose whether or not you're going to take responsibility for it. When you don't understand that you can actually observe what's happening inside your mind and then decide how you're gonna respond, when you don't get this, you are a victim to your own mind. 
So when you don't take responsibility for your external existence, you're a victim to others. And when you don't take a responsibility for your internal existence, you're a victim to yourself. And we want to be people who take responsibility for our for our entire existence and move out of victimhood into this really empowering place that helps you show up in ways that matter. I feel like I might just be skimming the surface on this topic, but it's so common for me that maybe I'm not. I do hope, though, that at the very least, listening to this has raised a lot of questions for you. When we start to have all these questions and we start to seek the answers, and when we seek the answers, then that's where, when we can start improving. Today, we talked about this choice, this first choice that you have to make when you want to show up in ways that matter, and that is to take responsibility for your entire existence, both the internal and external existence. And that external existence, that's all about what's happening around you, both that others created and that you created, and how you are responding and reacting to it. And your internal existence is all about what's happening in your mind, your thoughts, and the way you're responding and reacting to what is created in your mind. And you have to choose to take responsibility for both. Now you know, so now you have to make the choice. Especially if you want to stop playing that victim role, which you should want that. We really should want that. I would say here's what to do right now. Make the decision to take radical responsibility. Start there. Start with that decision. And then start paying attention to how you're responding to what's happening around you and inside of you. Can you do that for me? Okay, that's it for this podcast. Make the choice and start to become more aware of yourself. One of the things that I have on my website, which can help kind of with the internal existence side of this equation, it's called the show up life script. And it helps you dig into the story you're telling yourself, the limiting beliefs that you have, and it helps you to start shifting those. So you can get that at gentrylesby.com forward slash start. And as always, my friends, if you like this podcast, do me a favor head over to iTunes, leave me a raving review, and share it with your friends. Put it out on social media. Help me get the word out about the Show Up For Your Life podcast. It really means a lot to me. Okay, until next time, my friends, stay curious, and I'll talk to you later.